The LA Kings prepared to face the Anaheim Ducks, looking to do something they've only done twice all year. Plus, we discuss the interesting situation with the Kings goalies and why Quinton Byfield hasn't been called up. All that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. And I was told I recently had my 100th episode of Locked on LA Kings. I didn't know it. Uh, somebody in the company, the Locked on Network, uh, sent me a congratulatory email saying congrats. And I was like, oh, uh, thank you. Uh, so I guess uh, 100 episodes and counting of Locked on LA Kings with me uh, as your host. Uh, the LA Kings are back in action tonight. They are hosting the Anaheim Ducks. And we'll give you a quick preview of that game coming up in a bit. But I wanted to follow up on our interview with LA Kings insider Zach Dooley. On Monday's show, if you haven't checked it out yet, I think it's something you will definitely enjoy and is worth your time. Uh, but when you interview somebody, obviously, the questions you give them, uh, you know, you're looking for their opinions and their answers. But I thought some things were brought up by me that I kind of wanted to chime in on as well. And and the first one is the Kings' current goalie situation because it is very interesting and intriguing. I don't think the national media has picked up on this yet, but it has been so unpredictable and so out of the blue uh, as far as how things have gone. Now, we knew going into the season, it was one of the big issues for the LA Kings. I even had it in an episode in the preseason, five things to be concerned about with the LA Kings. And I think number one was goaltending because we just weren't sure what to expect out of Cal Peterson coming off a year in which he was expected to take the reins as the number one goalie. That didn't happen. Uh, he's kicking in now with this three-year deal, making $5 million a year for the next three years. Jonathan Quick is aging, had a good comeback here last year, but with his age, how much of the load was he going to be able to carry? And Cal Peterson was going to have to help him pull some of the rope. And now we have this really uh, interesting, kind of fun, uh, but unexpected situation with Phoenix Copley, who is now taking the reins for the moment, as the Kings' number one goalie, he's going to start again tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, uh, and that's going to be four starts in a row for Phoenix Copley, five of the last six games. He will be the starting goalie, and the Kings seem to be playing better with him in net, and because of LA's you know search for consistency, um, I get Todd McClellan doing anything he can that is going to help the Kings towards that effort, so I certainly have no issues at all with him Playing Phoenix Copley, it is the name of the game is in professional sports is winning, and if this guy, regardless of where he came from, what his age is, how much money he's making, if this guy gives you the best chance to win, well, then that's what you do. But Phoenix Copley is thirty years old. He's a bit of a journeyman in the NHL. Um, he coming into the season, he had I believe less than thirty NHL starts 
And when he came to the Kings as almost an afterthought signing, he was here only to be the number two goalie in the AHL, not the number two goalie in the NHL, not the number one goalie in the NHL, which for the moment he finds himself in that situation, but literally the backup in Ontario uh, to Matt Volalta. So to say that, uh, and I, I, I posed this to Zach Dooley on Monday's show. I said, if I would have told you 30 some odd games into the season that Jonathan Quick and Kyle Peterson would be healthy and Phoenix Copley would be the number one goalie, what would you say to that? And his answer was, I don't know what I would have thought about that. Um, I know what I would have thought about that. Me, Eddie Garcia, I would have thought, well, either Jonathan Quick and 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 uh, Cal Peterson are just god-awful, or Phoenix Copley is playing out of his mind somehow and has deserved a call-up. It's not actually either of those situations, I guess, but uh, needless to say, uh, the Phoenix Copley situation uh, is something that nobody would have predicted. And where it goes from here, who knows? Uh, it's certainly a bizarre situation when you consider not only where he's kind of come from and his path to where he is now, but that you've got uh, you know $10 million of goalie salaries that are not playing. One's in the AHL and the other one's sitting on the bench for the Kings. Uh, you know, Phoenix Copley's making $800,000 this year. And right now, he's the guy in net. So uh, it is certainly something nobody saw coming. It's very intriguing. And I think, and it'll play itself out going forward. But I wonder, you know, we talked with with Zach Dooley about it. And, and Cal Peterson, by all accounts, has gone down to the AHL and done exactly what the Kings wanted him to do. When they had that closed-door meeting after they sent Cal well, actually, they placed him on waivers, and then they sent him down to the AHL. Of course, he cleared waivers. The the you know the big intent, the big reason behind that was, I think the the minor reason was to send a message to the team. I think the major reason was obviously to get Cal Peterson on track, let him go to the A, start every game, get some reps under his belt, find his confidence, and then come back to Los Angeles. Well. So far, he's done it. And, and again, Rob Blake, the GM, hasn't had a set time on win. He said, you know, we're going to call Cal up, which is a good thing considering the recent developments with Phoenix Copley. But Cal Peterson right now, 4-1 and one in Ontario with the rain, 1.61 goals against average, a 947 save percentage. He's coming off a shutout win. All very solid numbers. Granted, it's the minor leagues. But like I said, so far, he's done exactly what the organization has asked of him. And the question now is, now that he's done what the team has wanted him to do, when does he get the, re the reward, right, for doing what he's supposed to do? Uh, and right now, there's it, he's going to be in the AHL um, because obviously they, they're not going to send Jonathan Quick to the AHL. Um, he's he's kind of stuck there for now because of what Phoenix Copley is doing. And that's just the way it's played out. I'm sure Cal will be a pro about it. And, and handle it and and wait for his opportunity, which may or may not eventually come. But he's just, just got to keep doing what he's doing in the AHL, try to be focused and block that out. But again, that's got to be incredibly frustrating. It's, it's potentially a very frustrating situation for him. If he continues to do what he's doing with the Ontario Reign, then he has fulfilled kind of the assignment that he was given to go down to the AHL and find his game and get back on track. And now he's like, hey, 
I've done what I was asked to do. I'm, I'm on track. I'm ready to come back and help the Kings win and, and, you know, earn that salary you guys are paying me. And the Kings are like, well, for the moment, uh, just hold tight. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, now, the best case scenario, I suppose, uh, would be that Phoenix Copley kind of levels off and is the goalie that he's been so far in his career. And now Cal has his big moment to come back in and almost ride in on a white horse and save the day. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. It's it's it, who Who would have thought this at the beginning of the year? Nobody. Nobody. And again, like I talked about with Zach Dooley, this is a phenomenal opportunity for Phoenix Copley. He never dreamed he'd be in this situation barring injuries, right? That he would get this opportunity. I talked about it going into the year. Phoenix Copley was a guy who was going to back up, be the veteran backup to the young goalie, Matt Valalta in Ontario. And if there were an emergency situation, a short-term emergency situation where Cal Peterson or Jonathan Quick either uh, suffered an illness or a short-term injury, then he'd be called up to be the backup. Nobody foresaw him coming in under these circumstances where there were no injuries and winning the job in net for the moment. So uh, again, it's been a crazy story. It's kind of a feel-good story, I think, in some respects. Um, and again, it's a huge opportunity for Phoenix Copley. Kind of reminds me of Ben Scribbins uh, back with the Kings, a another guy who was a journeyman who got an opportunity, played very well, and he kind of parlayed it into, I think, another contract with, I think, Toronto. But anyway, for Phoenix Copley, He's highly motivated to stay where he is, not only because obviously he wants to play in the NHL at the highest level, be a number one goalie. That's the dream of every goaltender. But he's also, if he plays the way he's played, somebody else is going to take notice and be like, hey, maybe we should give this guy another opportunity. Maybe he can be at least a backup at the NHL level. And I also wonder if the Kings do decide at some point to send or to uh, call up Cal Peterson and send Phoenix Copley to the AHL if he has to clear waivers for that. And I don't know that he, depending on how he plays, of course, when that decision is made, if he's still playing, well, if he's still playing the way he's playing now, he's not going to the AHL. Cal Peterson is going to have to sit there. But at some point, I wonder if he'd clear waivers because there's always teams out there looking for goalie depth. Uh, a guy who has NHL experience, who's played well so far this season, he could be someone that the Kings, unfortunately, might lose in a waiver situation. So still uh, a lot of hockey to be played, but it's going to be a real interesting story going forward to see how this Phoenix Copley situation plays out when Cal Peterson finally gets called up and Jonathan quick. I mean, we haven't even talked about him hall of fame goalie, greatest goaltender in the history of the Kings in the final year of his contract. Right now he's playing backup to a journeyman who no one ever thought would be in the NHL for the Kings. Uh, this season being the number one goalie. So it has been a very intriguing story. I have no clue how it's going to play out, but I guess for now, we all just uh, wish the best for Phoenix Copley. If he grabs the net and is the number one goalie and the Kings have success for him, so be it. Uh, we'll pay our number two goalie and our AHL goalie $10 million to not play. But uh, like I said, crazy situation. Uh, it's one of the one of the great things about sports. It, we think we know uh, what's going to happen. But in the end, there's always something unpredictable, unforeseen and uh, and crazy that can happen uh, in sports. I wanted to talk about uh, Quentin Byfield a little bit, too. And um, I know we talked with Zach, Zach Dooley about this, and he uh, didn't want to put uh, his spin on it, really, uh, other than to say that 
there kind of with Cal Peterson that there's no rush to call up Quentin Byfield, that there's no bad scenario to him continuing to play in the AHL and continuing to play well in the AHL. And I suppose that's true, but I've still not heard anyone give a good reason why Quentin Byfield is not with the Kings right now. Uh, 14 games in the AHL, 14 points, nine goals, five assists. And again, by all accounts, kind of like Cal Peterson has done exactly what the Kings have asked him to do. Remember, he had the illness, lost some weight, so they sent him down to Ontario to get his legs back and to find his game, and then he was going to come back. And again, he's done everything that has been asked of him. He's played very well. He looks like he's strong and fit and ready to return, and yet he still hasn't. And I don't know why. I, I still don't get this. I still think Adrian Kempe needs to play on the wing, not at center. I think QB needs to be the third-line center for the Kings. Um, I was thinking about this. I don't know if this is going to is going to make any sense but there was a movie called mr baseball uh, it's an older movie but i'm an older guy uh it was tom Selleck uh was an aging american baseball player and he was trying to like salvage his career by going to play in japan and it was a pretty interesting movie about uh, the culture difference and how the games are different blah 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 uh anyway uh so there was a there was a point where he was uh doing all these kind of interesting drills with the with the japanese coach uh, and it involved everything except hitting a baseball. And then at one point, he screams at the coach, I want to hit a baseball. And the coach says, what? And he says, I want to hit a baseball. And the coach says, that's exactly what I wanted you to finally say. So I wonder if there's some something going on with Quentin Byfield to where they want him to finally say, I want to play in the NHL. I'm tired of being here. I've done everything you've asked of me. I don't belong here. I belong in the in the, in, in the NHL. Call me up. Let's go. And then he never looks back. He comes to the NHL and he, they put him at the third line center and he kind of takes off from there. I I don't, that that popped in my head as the only explanation that I can really give as to why he's not back with the Kings. They've called up Rasmus Kupari uh, and not Quentin Byfield. And I know Kupari has kind of moved around a little bit. He's played a little center. He's played a little wing, but uh, it's again, no one has really given me a good explanation as to why Quentin Byfield isn't back in the NHL or when he's coming back. So uh, I certainly am not, you know, behind the situation. I don't know what they, they're telling Quentin behind the scenes. I don't know what he's saying to them, but uh, it, it, hopefully when it's all said and done, he is champing at the bit uh, to get back in the NHL. And once he does, there's no looking back. So maybe they, you know, they want him to ripen on the vine a little bit uh, in the AHL. And again, like Zach Dooley said, there's no real downside to keeping him in the A except for to, I don't know, frustrate him a little bit. And like I said, maybe that is the, a little bit of subtle motivation for the Kings to say, once you get back here, it's it's go time, right? You, it's time for you to take off and really be that impact player that we expected you to be when we drafted you number two overall in the draft. So we'll see when that happens. I, I would have, if I'm running the team, he'd be in an LA Kings uniform tonight, but I'm not. So we'll see how that all uh, works out going forward for, for Quentin Byfield. More thoughts on what's going on with the LA Kings in a moment. But first, I need to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. 
Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to BetOnline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. A couple of things we talked about uh, with Zach Dooley. Um, and we mentioned the power play, or excuse me, the penalty kill for the LA Kings. Obviously, special teams are, uh, were going to be important going into the season for the Kings, but we all thought it was going to be the power play and not the penalty kill. But, of course, Rob Blake, the GM of the Kings, specifically called out the penalty kill after that closed-door meeting with the team. And then, of course, Cal Peterson being sent down to the AHL. So clearly, when the GM specifically calls out that portion of the team, and, and what it's not doing, then clearly that's going to be a focus. And the penalty kill seems to be getting a little bit better. Uh, as Zach Dooley pointed out, rightfully so, it's been better in key moments. Maybe on the whole, it hasn't been where the Kings want it to be, or not hasn't been. It, it hasn't been. Uh, not maybe, it hasn't been. But there have been some key moments lately that is giving me a little bit of hope that things are moving in the right direction, the big penalty kills in the third period and overtime against the Bruins and against the Sharks, those have been huge in the Kings getting two points in back-to-back games, and they're going to need to do, obviously, more of that going forward. Um, so if the penalty kill can at least, if not overall improve, which is what we want, but at least be uh, re- reliable in key moments of the game, then that is progress. I do think the penalty kill for the Kings if they can improve upon that and just be decent at it, not be great, but just be decent at it because they've been bad at it for so far this year. I think that's going to go a long way in the Kings being more consistent uh, as we go forward. Also talked about this homestand for the Kings. It seems to be coming at almost a perfect opportunity. 10 of the next 13 are in Los Angeles. And as Zach Dooley pointed out uh, and, and very astutely. So the three road games that they have Arizona, Colorado, and Vegas, that's to get on a plane, go play, and then come back. So even those road games are are going to be easier than what we've seen with the Kings traveling, obviously, cross-country, cross-time zones, and those types of things. So with the Kings getting that win over Boston, playing a little bit better, getting the penalty kill in key situations, playing better, and now getting home for a significant stretch of time, it seems like this is the perfect opportunity for the Kings to get on track and get some traction and maybe get some distance between them and the teams that are following them in the standings. The Kings right now are in second place in the Pacific division, but they played more games than the Seattle Kraken. That's a little bit more of an even race, or even I'd maybe give the edge to Seattle a little bit. Let's realistically say the Kings are in third place in the Pacific. The Kings have been fortunate that while they have struggled The two teams behind them have struggled as well. The Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames also, like the Kings, have not found their games. So it's almost kind of a race between those three to see which one of those teams will get on track first uh, and and kind of uh, make a move or, in the Kings' case, solidify themselves as a playoff team. Again, I think this is the perfect opportunity for the LA Kings to do that. Coming off a big win in Boston, playing a little bit better in, in key situations, uh, big homestand coming up now, some winnable games like tonight against the Ducks. It's there for the LA Kings to really get on track, start to play more consistent hockey as we approach the midway point 
of the NHL season. So big stretch of games for the Kings, and hopefully everything gets uh, kicked off tonight on a positive way uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Also, we mentioned the Trevor Moore contract with Zach Dooley. Again, I think it's a very fair contract and a good co- contract for both sides. Um, I know that you know, Trevor Moore is a little bit older at 27, coming off his first full NHL season. Um, but I think he's been a reliable player for the Kings. The only question I have about Trevor Moore is he's been on that second line throughout uh, last season and this season, and they've got great chemistry with Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson. What if he, for whatever reason, has to play away from that line? Uh, that's the only slight concern I have because he's been so good with those two specific players. I, I think he'll be okay with that, but it is that's the only thought I had about you know, he hasn't really shown that if we move him around the lineup for whatever reason, uh, if he's going to continue to be as good as he has been with those two guys who he has the chemistry with. So other than that, I think it's a solid signing for the Kings. Trevor Moore, uh, as Zach Dooley said, great guy, has done everything the Kings have asked of him. Great that he's a local guy as well. And uh, I, I like the deal for Trevor Moore, both for him as a player getting rewarded for having a, a career year last year and putting up on pace to put, uh, put up similar numbers this year. And going forward, like I said, with the salary cap going up, $4.2 million a year for a solid second, third line, line player is, is a reasonable uh, price. Um, also, real quick, World Junior Championships coming up. We mentioned Brant Clark going to be playing for Team Canada. And what's the, what's the decision after that? And I got to believe, and it depends on where the Kings are, the health of their blue line, where they are on the standings. I got to believe Brant Clark is going to come back to the Kings and and play in the NHL that they're not going to send it back to juniors. I get the argument that you for 40 games do you want to burn the first year of his entry level contract. I get those that say that's not enough um uh, uh, enough games to burn a year of his contract. You want to have him under control for three more years after this year, not two more years. And playing 40 games, I understand that argument. Um, but I, and again, I know Brent Clark's another right-handed shot, so that there's that log jam there as it stands now. But I gotta believe Brent Clark can help the Kings win. I think he needs to be rewarded for this season that he's had. The Kings have done a lot of uh, string pulling to get him as much experience at a higher level as they as they can this year. So I gotta believe coming off the World Juniors that Brent Clark is going to stick with the Kings and could be a factor for them uh, down the line. Um, we'll see how much playing time he gets. But uh, like I said, with all the things going on with Brant Clark this year, playing the minimum number of games in the NHL, going to the AHL and conditioning assignment, now playing in the World Juniors, all this stuff to get him as much of a higher level of hockey as they can, that that's going to all eventually equal into him being an NHL player. And if they burn his first year of his initial contract for 40 games, then then so be it. I'm going to preview tonight's game against the Anaheim Ducks, but real quick, I want to invite you to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the podcast Locked On Sports today. So the Kings host the Anaheim Ducks tonight, looking to do something that they've only done twice this season, and that is win three games in a row. Ducks check in with a 9-20-3 record. Only the Blackhawks have fewer wins than the Ducks in the NHL. We talk about winnable games, and this is certainly one of those for the Kings. This is the first of three meetings this season between the Ducks and Kings. First of three freeway face-offs. They'll also play in Anaheim on February 17th, and then again on the final day of the regular season in Anaheim. 
Ducks are in a rebuild right now, and uh, they'll be led by young stars like Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras. Interesting matchup in net tonight. We talked about Phoenix Copley. Um, the Ducks have been hit by injuries, and John Gibson and Anthony Stolarz are banged up. And so Lucas Dostal is going to be the Ducks' starting goalie tonight. He's started the last two games for them. He's won both of them. But again, a uh, an NHL matchup. This 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 is like an AHL matchup at, at the beginning of the season. But Phoenix Copley against Lucas Dostal. Um, he Dostal only has uh, three career NHL wins, and two of them have come in his last two starts. Uh, so he's a guy with very limited NHL experience. I believe tonight will be his ninth career NHL start. So a young goalie in net uh, facing the Kings. It's a guy that um, I, I would imagine most of the Kings roster has not seen before. So the scouting report will be interesting. But again. Ducks have won two in a row with this guy Lucas Dostal in net, and we'll see what type of uh, of a game he plays tonight uh, against the Los Angeles Kings. But again, a winnable game for the Kings tonight against the Ducks. Uh, Faceoff set for 7.30 at Crypto.com Arena. It'll be broadcast locally on Valley Sports West, and you can listen to it on the LA Kings iHeart Audio Network. So coming up on Wednesday's show, we're going to have a full recap of the Kings game against the Ducks, obviously. Um, also want to remind you, and I think I may have misspoke on this, um, that we are going to have a feedback show this week, not on Friday, which is it seems like we've done a lot lately, but on Thursday, I think I might have said Wednesday, the feedback show this week will be on Thursday, just like we've had for the last few weeks, uh, because we're going to be recapping um, the, a Kings game coming up on Friday. Um, so if you have any feedback, uh, anything you want to comment on the Zach Dooley interview, anything you want to comment on the win over Boston, anything you want to comment on the Phoenix Copley situation, whatever it is, it, it could be anything. Uh, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings and we're on Instagram at Locked on LA Kings as well. Hey, thank you guys uh, for watching Locked on LA Kings today. Uh, want to invite you to also check out uh, Locked on Sports Today, biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, the take of the day. It's all on Locked on Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app and YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for watching today. Looking forward to talking about a Kings win over the Ducks on tomorrow's show. And as we close out the show, we always say, go Kings, go.